This week, we are joined once again by our good friend, Jeanette Pellegrini. Jeanette talks about her experiences at the Princess Marathon weekend. She also shares her viewpoints about crowds at the parks and opinions about Disney Genie Plus, as well as a whole lot more. I'm your host, Magical Matthew Wallace, and this is tour number 43 of Disney Conversations. Welcome aboard! Welcome to Disney Conversations with your tour guides, Magical Matthew Wallace and Mindy Muir. Join them as they talk about everything Disney. Disney Conversations is proudly brought to you by Magical Matthew Travel. Contact them today at magical underscore Matthew at Outlook.com for your free no obligation quote to Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Lines, Adventures by Disney, or Alani, a Disney resort and spa in Ko'olina, Hawaii. Okay, tourists, let's get on with this week's show. On this tour of Disney Conversations, I'm joined by a dear friend of the podcast, Jeanette Pellegrini. Hi, Jeanette. How are you? Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me back. It's been a while. It has been far too long. Yes. Um, You recently made a trip to Disney World. Can you tell us why you made that trip and when you went? Uh, Because I have a problem and uh, (laughs) I'm addicted. Aren't we all? First step is admitting. Yes. No. um, Well, actually, I was there in the end of February, so it was a little less than a month ago. And I was actually there for the Princess uh, Half Marathon Weekend which I've been doing the last, I guess, I'm going to say five years, even though last year didn't really count because thank you, COVID. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, for the, since 2018, I've been running the Princess Half Marathon. And then this year was the first year I decided to attempt the Fairy Tale Challenge, which is the 10K the day before the half marathon for a total of 19.3 miles. Um, And for those that aren't familiar with Run Disney um, and the Princess Weekend, there are three races. Uh, There's the 5K, which is 3.1 miles. Um, There's the 10K, which is the next day, which is 6.2 miles. And then there's the big one, the half marathon, which is 13.1 miles. And when you do the half marathon and the challenge together, it's a total of 19.3 miles, which I was crazy enough to actually do this year. (laughs) I can't even think about running any part of that right now. Of course, Uh, I'm I'm still healing a little bit, so running's not in the cards. That is true. I've Uh, never been much of a runner, and I've had some issues with my knees, and my doctor actually told me I'm not allowed to run, so... I am envious of those of you who can do it. Well, truth be told, I probably walked most of the race. Uh, My training this past year was so poorly done. Um, I started training a couple of weeks in. I had to get a wisdom tooth pulled. That put me out of commission for a week. You know, running, uh, deciding to go running when all you've eaten for three days is mashed potatoes and applesauce. Wow you need a little bit more than that. And then, um, you know, happy new year. I caught COVID. So that kicked my 
but the entire month of January, mm-hmm. I had no energy or strength. Like just walking into the kitchen was in an accomplishment. So I was so poorly trained for this and was so worried about it. Cause like I said, this was going to be my first challenge the first time. And this was my first 10 K race at Disney. So that was kind of all new for me too, but you know, spoiler alert, I did it. Yay. <laughs> well, good for you. Where did you stay during this trip? Uh, well, I actually divided my time up um, between uh, a close friend of mine. He lives uh, five minutes away from Hollywood Studios, um, and I'm DVC, and I got to stay at my home resort, Bay Lake Tower, which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. So um, I had actually gotten there um, the Sunday the weekend before the race, because that Monday was the final day of the Festival of the Arts in Epcot. And I wanted to see the Broadway concert because I'm sure we talked about it in the past. I'm a huge Broadway theater geek and I love the show and I absolutely wanted to see it. So I made certain that I was there to see the final performance on that Monday. So, uh, Got to see um, Josh Strickland, who was the original Tarzan, uh, Ashley Brown, the original Mary Poppins, uh, Michael James Scott, who I don't think he is anymore, but he was the genie in Aladdin. He was the current genie at the shutdown, but I think he ended his run. And uh, Kissy Simmons, who was the longest running uh, Nala and then Lion King on Broadway. So it fantastic performance. So happy I got to see it. You know, glad I was at least there for the Festival of the Arts because it is one of my favorite festivals at Epcot. Well, and Disney's not known for hiring slack talent for roles like that. So, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's a it's a wonderful concert. Um, I made certain that I was there for the final performance of the entire series. Um, you know, it's always special because the four of them will get together and do the show. And, you know, it's great. You know, normally it's only two artists that perform per show. But for the finale, they they call on the four of them and they do that. And uh, ironically enough, um, they were my last concert. The Festival of the Art concert was my last concert before the pandemic um, because I was there for the princess at the end of February 2020 when mm-hmm. we were all blissfully unaware of what life was going to hold in literally just a matter of weeks. Um, And then my first concert back after the pandemic, uh, the four of them actually performed at the New Amsterdam Theater in Manhattan. And uh, I ended up going with my dad and loved every second of it and was a bawling mess just walking (laughs) into the Broadway theater for the first time after a year and a half. So it was really you know, emotional, but, you know, it was great to see them again. You know, so. it's probably not the same level, but some years back they, we had a Disney concert here. I don't remember who the singers were, but they were phenomenal. And I remember going to that concert and it was right before my mom died. So that's why it kind of holds a little something for me. But um, she, uh, you know, I just, I remember going in and, I can't even remember. It was music from one of the particular shows, and I don't remember which one. It might have been Lion King. I think it was Lion King. Were they Broadway performers, or they were just, like, the the touring? Um, It was a touring group, but one or two of them had been, at the very least, backups to the leads. So I figured they probably weren't too slouchy either. 
Yeah. And it was a fabulous show. The orchestration was gorgeous. They actually played with our local orchestra, and the singers oh, came awesome. in and sprinkled, which we have a fabulous symphony orchestra here in where I live. I remember tearing up during that concert, so I can't even begin to imagine what you probably felt seeing them again live like that, and then again when you went down to yep. Disney a few weeks yep. ago. That had to be phenomenal. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, they, I, kind of bookends. They were, they were the last show I saw before the, the pandemic shut down. And they were, and those exact four performers were the first performers I saw right, right after uh, the pandemic. So, I mean, that was just super, super emotional. Sure. You know, it was fantastic. Loved every single second of it. Well, that's amazing. So when you go for a run Disney event, I'm, we're going to jump around a little bit, but I'm so curious about this. I got to ask, what's the process? How far back did you uh, have to make that reservation? Uh, the room or the race, the race or both? Well, both. Yeah. Uh, Start with the race. The race. Um, this was a little different just because it, this was, well, actually this was the third race back after the pandemic. Right. Um, so they had wine and dine in November of 21. They had the, the full marathon in January and then the princess in February. So, um, usually the bibs go on sale sometime over the previous summer. So this was summer of 2021. Um, and you need to be on that computer the second the bibs go on sale and you have to be hit and refresh, refresh, and grab whatever you want to get, which is kind of rough because you're basically committing yourself before you know that you're even trained for it. Right. I mean, which is good because it'll, you know, scare you into <laughs> getting into shape. But, you know, as I proved, COVID had other plans. Uh, but at any rate, yeah, so I, I got the bib back in, uh, I think it was like probably August of last summer. Um and because they do sell out really fast, uh, for whatever reason, I think maybe because people were still skeptical about going back and the giant crowds of people, um, there were bibs available for longer than there usually is. So you were able to, I don't know if Disney had just released X amount to see how much it would sell. And then they released another block of bibs afterwards, but it was a little bit easier to get a bib this go round. Um, yeah, you just decide which race you want to do. You sign up for it and now you got your bib and now you're ready. <laughs> now you got to start training. At least theoretically. Theoretically, yes. <laughs> well, that's certainly there, there's a lot of financial motivation oh. to train because from what I understand, none of these races are inexpensive. Oh, not even close. Yeah. The, um, the 5k, I, I want to say is somewhere around the 95 to a hundred dollar price point. Mm -hmm. Um, the t half I think is like 250 ish. I ended up paying 350 for the, um, the, the challenge, which was the half and the, um, the 10, the 10k. So that, that was also another reason why I had never done it in previous years because the price was just too astronomical. Right. And then I, this year I just figured, let me just bite the bullet and let me just do it. Well, that, that is a big chunk of money. And, and that's what you're paying before we're even talking about getting you to Disney to make the run. Yep. 
that's just for you to participate in the race. You still have to, in my case, fly down, find a place to stay, and get to the race. Okay. Not to mention if you want to buy, um, you know, merchandise, which that that's a whole other topic of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk through that process a little bit. You've, you've got your bib. You've paid your money to make the run. What do you do next? Train. <laughs> train um i am not an athlete by any stretch of the imagination um in fact if you were to tell me this six years ago that i'd be doing this regularly i would say you're absolutely and completely insane there's no (laughs) way on earth that i can run a half marathon (laughs) or even a 5k let alone a half marathon let alone doing it every year for the last five years Um, but, uh, you know, I've learned the, uh, you know, for all those that participate and run Disney, I'm sure know Jeff Galloway and the Jeff Galloway method, which is basically, it's a combination of run walk. So you run for a little bit and then you walk for a little bit. There's a little timer on your phone or you can Mm -hmm. get a little pace watcher or something. Um, and just do like you can run 30 seconds, walk 30 seconds, run 30 seconds, walk 30 seconds, and just continue at whatever pace is comfortable for you. Um, so I don't even remember what pace I was doing, but I mean, I, I walked more than I ran. Okay. So that's basically the training to get you in shape so you can do it because you need to keep up with uh, a 16 minute mile. Um, because if you fall behind that, there are buses all over the course waiting for you to get swept. Right. So because being the fact that, you know, it is Disney, um, the race does start crazy early in the morning. Mm-hmm. The races start at 5 a.m. Um, this is obviously before the parks open to guests, but it is a regular park day and there are paying guests that need to come in. So they can't have all the Gotta roads get you out of the way. Or, so if you are not at a certain point by a certain time there's a bus there to take you back you know and then god forbid if you get hurt or injured somewhere along the course and you can't complete it they're there to bring you back you know of course there's medical there are medical stations all throughout the course there are doctors so if something does happen you will be in good hands and you will be taken care of okay so you had a few days to to mill around before you had to actually go do your races Yep. So what'd you do with your time? Uh, let's see. Okay. Well, I did the Epcot <coughs> the Festival of the Arts, like I said, on that day. Um, I, uh, you know, hit up some of the parks. Um, what I should also mention was the week that I was there was also the week of spring break. So the parks were packed, absolutely packed. Um, oh, and I should also throw in, I got there two days after they um, released the mask mandate. So you didn't have to wear a mask inside or on rides. So it was mm-hmm. it was wonderful. It was great being inside and not having to put a mask on. Um, you know, it, it, the mask was optional. You know, if you didn't feel comfortable, obviously wear a mask. Right. If you did feel comfortable... Go for it. You know, I I guess it was supposed to be if you were vaccinated, you didn't have to wear a mask. But I mean, nobody's checking or whatnot right so that part was actually kind of cool um yeah being the pet parks were so packed with people i hardly rode any rides this week um you know the genie plus or genie lightning lane or whatever you want to call it the paid service the lines were just ridiculous and if you didn't have that 
you know, you're, you are waiting like double the amount of time that you should be waiting. Um, so I just avoided basically all the rides. Um, I had gone to the studios and I just did all the shows. Like I watched the new um, Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular, the updated one, um, which has been back. I saw Frozen, um, uh, First Time in Forever, Beauty and the Beast. Um, i trying to think of what other shows they have there. But I basically hit up all the shows because, you know, I'm not even going to talk about the line for Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> the line was uh, over by Muppet Vision. <laughs> That's how far back it went. I was like, okay, no, no need to do this. Been there, done that, don't need to do right. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, the lines were pretty crazy. Um, I had, I actually, there was only when I was in Epcot, there was only one ride I actually did want to go on, which was, believe it or not, living with the land, only because I know that for each of the festivals, they'll sometimes decorate the, um, where all the plants are. Yeah, they'll the be green like, houses. You know, like at Halloween time, there'll be like a little scarecrow right. at Christmas to have like a snow. So I wanted to see if they did anything for the, um, uh, Festival of the Arts, um, FYI, they did not, but I ended up waiting about, I would say about 25 minutes online for living with the land. So, and that's long for that ride because that's exactly, usually a walk. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, between the, you know, all the people with the lightning lane and, you know, and then just kind of observing it, it also seemed like a lot of people who got the genie and lightning lane didn't necessarily know what they were doing or what they were going on it's you know it it was kind of like oh okay it said to get a lightning link for this so let's go on it you know not knowing anything about the ride or what it was or if it's even worth it so i just found that interesting um but yeah that was about the only ride i did um later in the week i did go um i met up with a uh, a girlfriend from from high school who had moved down a few years ago and we always would just quickly run into each other in the parks, you know, say hi, talk for five minutes. And then, you know, that was that. Finally, finally, finally got a chance to actually spend the day together. Um, We ended up going to the Animal Kingdom. And um, I guess because we were there later in the afternoon, I think we got there around like three o'clock. We actually were able to get on two rides. We got to go on Dinosaur. I mean, we only waited like maybe about 15 minutes, like completely reasonable. Mm And then uh, we ended up, I think we got on one of the very last safaris of the day, which was great, which was also, it was only like maybe a 15 minute wait. So that was really nice. But that was really about it as far as the, the rides go. Um, I've been hearing a lot uh, of good things about the safari lately too. And, and I, the one I did in September, I, it really seems like they've moved more animals out so that there's more to look at when you're on these rides. And I've been hearing oh, yeah. that more and more from other folks that have been going down there as well. And I think that's really no, cool. That's great. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember what I saw, to be honest with you, being the fact that it was like a month ago. I'm like, I don't remember anything. Right. I don't even know what I did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, we did that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like I said, it was just so packed it was just annoying because you you really couldn't do anything and i absolutely positively refuse to do i'm not paying to get on a ride i've been on a bazillion times right you know i mean yeah i'm lucky spoiled that you know i am i'm fortunate that i can go down there all the time but i i just on principle of the matter i refuse to pay for something that was always free 
I feel like we're kind of beating a dead horse a little bit, but oh yeah, it's they started charging for everything that made Disney unique from other mm-hmm. parks, and now mm-hmm. instead of being the gold standard for everyone else to reach for, it's like they've sunk down and joined everybody else on that level. That's exactly it. And then, like I said, just kind of noticing the people that you know, the one-time people, the people that don't know any better, they're getting it, and that's what Disney is targeting right. it, you know, and they don't realize what they did till after it's done. And since that was their one and done trip, they're probably not going to be coming back again. And Disney doesn't care because they already got the money. I'd be curious so, to know what they would, what they think about it afterwards. Cause that part is what scares me a little bit. Disney is targeting the, the one and done or the seldom visited people. But a lot of those people in the past have turned into people like us who are, a little bit crazy about Disney and like to go and we're willing to spend our money as long as it's kept reasonable. Absolutely. And not only that, I mean, I don't have any kids myself, um, but like I know you, you're, you went there as a kid and now you're, you're coming back with your own kids. Right. So I've got three kids. We've made two trips. And on one of the trips, we took my mother along between the two trips. I definitely spent a little over five figures. For all of us to go. And I did not walk away feeling like I didn't get my money's worth. My youngest daughter, my wife and I are set to go back this September. I'm going to try and not fall and break anything this time. (laughs) That's a goal. Yes, that's my number one goal. I'm paying almost half for the three of us to go on this trip of what I did for six of us to go the last time. And we stayed at Art of Animation in one of the suites. Yeah. So, you know, the prices have definitely gone up to the point where it hurts me a little bit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm a fan. You know, and what? And I'm a fan. I love Disney. Yeah. I love everything that yep. those parks have stood for. It just, yep. it it hurts a little bit to realize that, you know, I'm going to have to limit my visits from now on because, or I may have to start looking at staying off property because it doesn't sound like it's really making a big deal of difference one way or the other. And I don't like that because I like staying on property. I like being in the bubble, but the bubble has sprung a leak. But it's, you're not necessarily getting what you pay for. That's right. And I mean, I'm in a a different boat in the sense that I'm super lucky and I'm so grateful. I got into DVC when I did back in 2011 because I don't know if I would be doing DVC now. Right. Because it's just way too expensive. Right. Being the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm single, it's just me. I'm fine with the suite. You know, when I go down, I'm always meeting up with friends, you know, mm-hmm. people staying, whatever. Um, the fact that at least I always know I have a room paid for, provided I can get a reservation. Right. And as an annual pass holder, I have that. That's already been paid. But honestly, now um, I was super, super, super lucky when they um, – announce the new you know pirate pass and princess pass and credit right. pass or pass whatever, whatever um i was able to upgrade i had a gold pass i was basically able to get a voucher to upgrade my gold pass which of course expired two days before mm-hmm. i got there february 19th because of covid and whatever right. um so I was able to get it at the old rate with the old thing with the um, with the photo pass and everything like that. So I'm good until February of 2023. Um, when I just did the math on it, 
to get what I have as a gold pass, it's exactly double the price. Mm -hmm. The exact same thing is now double the price if I went with the pirate pass or whatever the pass is called now. Right. Incredit pass. So it's really, really upsetting and discouraging. And and you're talking yeah. about including the the photo pass and all that other stuff with it to make uh, it that or that's not for the additional parks. Okay, right. The water parks and I, I don't know what else it includes. So there's no more Disney Quest. Okay. Um yeah, that doesn't include the water parks. But that's just for the photo pass and the um admission to the four parks. Okay. I'm honestly, I have no idea what I'm going to do next year. I really don't, uh, that, you know, at least I have a year to worry about it, but hopefully you still um, have the ability to renew at least because right now they're not selling anything new. Yeah. If you are a current annual pass, you can always renew. Um, you can't buy a new annual pass if you're not already one, which also makes it harder too, because it's, if I let it go, I might not be able to right. get it back. Right. So that's, that's going to have to be a carefully made decision. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so back to your trip. You're staying at Bay Lake Tower. Yes. I say this to a lot of people. I talk, I'm really jealous. <laughs> but Like I said, I'm so happy I bought when I did. Yeah. And if given the choice of any resort on property to own at, Bay Lake is the one, and it just happened to be when I bought, that was the one they were selling at the time. Right. So it just worked out. Um, I grew up going to the contemporary and staying at the contemporary. So it, it's always had like a special place sure. in my heart. So being at Bay Lake is, I love it. It literally is my second home, okay. you know, and the fact that you can walk to the magic kingdom is huge. <laughs> so you mentioned that you went to see the new Cirque du Soleil show. Oh yes. Drawn, Drawn to, life. to life. So tell us about that. How was that? absolutely amazing i loved it and i would definitely go back and see it again um i had gone with um the friend that i was staying with who you know he now lives down there he had actually seen it already before and we were we're both big cirque fans we both seen cirque shows up here in new york together um so he had seen it i think when it first opened in november and i had asked him i'm like oh you know i really want to see it you know he's like i will absolutely go see it again i'm like okay cool (laughs) so we ended up going we did that i think friday night um so you know we basically went to the box office uh, a little bit before the uh i think the show was like at seven we probably got to the box office at like 6 30. um you know got our tickets got our seats you know grab something to eat some daily poutine (laughs) and uh got to see the show which like i said was absolutely incredible i highly recommend it it was a a beautiful blend of just cirque with disney thrown in and little cameos with characters and stuff but it wasn't like blatant over the head ip disney which was nice it was it was done it was done really really nice that sounds nice. So, that does yeah, sound good. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it immensely. So you said so that was Friday night. So is that after you did the 10K? No, that was before I did the 10K. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so so uh, that sounds like a little bit of a late night. Let's pick it up from there. Yeah. Well, actually, I'll, I'll back the story up a little bit. So Friday, or actually Thursday was the expo. So for those that don't know, the expo is over at the Wide World of Sports, and that's where you go to pick up your bibs and T-shirts and merchandise. 
So um, I had gone, I think I probably got there probably about like 12, 1230-ish. Um, I was, like I said, I was staying at Bay Lake Tower at this point. So there's a shuttle bus that'll take you right over to Wide World of Sports. So I took the shuttle bus over there. Um, and I know there has been a huge issue with all these online sellers or the resellers. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I was really getting nervous because there was a couple of items I had wanted to get, um, especially being the fact this was going to be my first challenge. I wanted to get a t-shirt saying, you know, I did it. I did the challenge. Um, But because of the resellers, it was like, you had to get there as soon as possible. Otherwise there's going to be nothing available, which honestly is quite upsetting. I mean, who wants a shirt that said I did it when you didn't do it? Right. (laughs) You know, I, so, um, but I got there later, Um, went, went into the wide world of sports um, the line to get into the area for where the, the run Disney merches. So actually I should back it up. There are, um, really three different areas that you can go to. There's the one area where you go, where you pick up the bib. So that's, you know, for those that don't know, the bib is basically the piece of paper you put on your chest with your numbers in it. And it's got an RFID chip in it. So when you cross the start line, it'll start recording. And when you cross the finish line it'll stop recording so it'll give you an accurate time of how long it took you to get from start to finish um so you have to go to one section to get up your bib then once you have your bib there's a little tag on it because every bib also comes with the running shirt and they're really nice shirts i really do like that um you go to another area you show them your bib you know you hand them your tag and you know small medium large whatever uh you give them the the tag and then they'll give you a bag with the shirts you could also try them on and see if they fit and exchange if need be um and then also in that area they have the expo so they have various vendors you know selling sneakers you know skirts tiaras you know uh whatever for running so you can you know buy the merch from uh local you know merchandise people um i ended up uh (laughs) getting two two running headbands um i did a you know little little disney bounding so for the 10k race um i ended up getting a pair of uh blue leggings with snowflakes and a blue shirt so i figured let's let's get a little crown and i can be (laughs) elsa and then for my uh half marathon for the last five years just because i've had them uh and she is my favorite princess i'm absolutely obsessed with ariel and the little mermaid Mm -hmm. so i had mermaid leggings and a purple shirt and they had a a headband with that had a little uh seashell on the side so i ended up getting that and uh it was actually running it was great because it really did keep the all those flyaway hairs out of my face so um yeah that was my my splurge there and then like I was saying before, they had the run Disney merch, which is was just a giant zoo. Um, when I had walked in at 1230, the line to get in was already snaking out outside. So inside the building, they had like a separate room with like the, the lines on the floor that people were waiting in. And like I said, it just snaked out. I think it was like a two hour line wow. or something ridiculous like that. This is just to buy merch. So I decided, let me go get the other stuff I need first, because that stuff's important. I need a bib to run. I don't need a t-shirt. <laughs> if I don't have a bib, I ain't running. Right. 
So um, I ended up going in. At that point, the line was no longer out the door. And I went inside. And I think I ended up waiting online about a half hour just to get into the area where all the merch was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, which was fine because you were indoors. You were out of the sun. Um, the room was... De- I don't want to say there was air conditioning because it was definitely hotter in that room, but it wasn't unbearable. (laughs) You you could feel the air conditioning when you walked into the main area, but you know, it was a little warm anyway. So I ended up going in and it was just crazy town. And I literally, anything that I thought I might like might possibly want, I was just grabbing shirts off Mm -hmm. the shelves and like, okay, I like this jacket. I like this jacket. I don't know if I'm a small or a low. Um, and uh, sorry, I wish I was a small, <laughs> a large or an extra large, which would fit better. So I was grabbing a large and an extra large of every single shirt. And okay, I grabbed all the pins I wanted. And this was the part that killed me is in years past, I would never buy the I did it pin until I do it because right. I don't know if I'm going to do it. You know, <laughs> I didn't do it yet. So I didn't did it. <laughs> <laughs> so. But with the way that was, I'm like, I have to buy it. I have to buy it, you know, whatever. So I got my stash of stuff and sat down on the on the corner where everybody else was there. And I'm like sitting there like, okay, let's try on this hoodie. This one's nice. And then I look at the price tag, $100. Okay, I don't need this hoodie. This one's going back. <laughs> so I sat there and figured out, you know, what I wanted to get. And then um, the, the shirt that I really did want to get, like I said, it was my first challenge. Mm-hmm. There was a really nice running shirt that said I did it with uh, Moana who was the princess for the challenge and when I went over there I'm like there were no larges there were zero larges out and I was honestly kind of annoyed about this sure. I'm like you know this is ridiculous we're only a couple of hours in and all the larges are gone this is you know like I said this was probably about maybe four hours of it being open and you're out of larges so I had grabbed the extra large and, you know, tried it on. It was kind of big. So I'm like, all right, well, I have something. So I continued to wander around. Eventually I came back over there. Somebody must have had a large, didn't want to get it, put it back on the rack. So there was exactly one large there. I snapped that baby up. So I'm really happy I got my large shirt. <laughs> so, and then paying was interesting because there was a line literally wrapped around the entire area. Um, But they did have a mobile checkout, which was great. So you can just go on your phone and literally I was sitting there and just scanning all the pins and And then pay for it and out the door you go. And uh, then there was a line. You just had to show cast member that you paid and that, you know, the items match up. You know, I bought 11 pins. There were 11 pins in the bag. I bought two shirts. There were two shirts in the bag. Um, And then, um, so then you were able to walk out after that. So that was uh, the experience at the expo for me. Um, you know, I am happy I was able to get the shirt I wanted. So, um, but yeah, so that was on Thursday. Friday was the the 5K, which I did not do because I'm not crazy, you know. <laughs> uh, I did not do the 5K, which is 3.1 miles. Um, I know that's more of a family one thing. There's no time limit on that. Um, I know that there are, like, usually they're, you know, parents with strollers and kids and, and whatnot. And I guess it's, I think it's the course is around Epcot. Uh, like I said, I've never actually done it, so I don't 100% know. Right. So then Saturday was the... 10k and then sunday was the half so yeah going back friday night 
we saw the Cirque du Soleil show. And then, you know, being that I'm crazy, uh, <laughs> me and my friend met up with his roommate and we ended up doing an escape room and then going back to the hotel to sleep to go do, wake up in like three hours to go do the, the 10K. Um, yeah, that was kind of uh, interesting the next morning. Being I was staying at Bay Lake Tower, one of the biggest perks is, of course, the monorail at the Contemporary. Right. Well, for whatever reason, they decided that there was going to be no monorail the day of the 10K. It was there for the half, but not the 10K. Mm. So what you had to do is you had to take the shuttle bus over. Now, all the races start at 5 in the morning. But you really need to get there by like four in the morning because you still have to get into a corral. Well, before you even do any of that, you got to go through bag check. If you have stuff that you want to check that you don't want to take on the race with you, but you're going to need after the race, you need to check that in. There's a ton of people. You got to get into your corrals. Uh, When you get your bib, every bib has a number printed on it. And that's the different corrals that you go into because, you know, you can't exactly have 20,000 people going through the start line all at the same time. Not going to happen. So what they do is based on how fast you're going to complete it, you go in different corrals. So like the super professional runners are going to be in corral one. They're the first ones to go because they don't want a slow person in front of them. It's going to be too dangerous. It'll slow them down. The slow person could get hurt. It would just be a giant mess. So um, they used to do it by letters this year. They changed it up to numbers. So it was corrals one through five. Um, So getting back to the 10K, we left the room. um, Yeah, because the friend that I went to go see Cirque with, he was was doing just the 10K. So he did the 10K with me. We left Bay Lake Tower. We left our room at about 3.30. yeah, about 3.30, we got down to where the bus was. And there was a line of people waiting for the bus. Okay, so we're standing. And we're waiting. And we're waiting. <laughs> and we're still waiting. And the line's getting longer. And the time is is a ticking. It's now 4 o'clock. There's a huge line of people to get on this bus. And still no bus. <laughs> so it was probably a little bit after 4 o'clock. The bus finally showed up. We were... I mean, there was a second bus right behind it, but we were the last people to get on the first bus. Mm. It was like that we were either going to make it or not make it kind of right. thing. So we got on the bus. Um, oh, and FYI about the masks. Uh, you didn't have to wear the masks inside, but if you were on any Disney transportation like the buses right. or the monorail, you did have to wear the mask. Um, so we got on the bus at around four o'clock finally made it over to Epcot. They dropped us off over where the bus, um, where you would normally catch the buses at Epcot. We then had to walk all the way over because the start line is all the way over in the far parking lot of Epcot. I don't remember the name of it, but the far, far one past Guardians of the Galaxy building way on the other side. So we had to walk all the way over. And I remember as we were going there, they were singing the Star Spangled Banner (laughs) and we're like, run, run, we got to get to our corrals. Um, my friend uh, Dave, who I was with, he was supposed to be in Corral 1, and I think I was in Corral 2. By the time we actually got there, because of the the delayed buses, they had already released Corral 1 and Corral 2. They were already lining up for the start line. So we had to get, we could only get into Corral 3 at this right. point. So we kind of went into Corral 3 because that was the earliest thing we did. And then we ended up starting the race, you know, 
I think we started maybe about 20 minutes after, maybe around probably like 5.20, or so we ended up going in. But it was a little unnerving because it was like, okay, we were like racing to get to this race where you need to kind of be a little calmer before you start mm-hmm. it. So, um, like I said, this was my first uh, Disney 10K. Um, it's super early in the morning. Uh, trying to remember where the course went. Uh you start in the Epcot parking lot, you go around, I think it's World Drive. Uh, we ended up going around into Hollywood Studios over by the back entrance of um, Tower of Tower. Mm-hmm. So that's actually one cool thing about the Run Disney events is you do get to go in backstage areas. Right. And it's the only time you're allowed to take pictures of backstage areas. So that's a little added bonus there. Um, there are also characters on the course, so you can stop and get your pictures taken with the characters. Um, being that we are still in a post COVID world, you know, before you used to be able to go up and hug, being that it's princess races, you know, mm-hmm. princesses would be all over the course. So, you know, you go up and hug Moana and whatnot. Um, you can't do that now. So what they did was they'd have like Moana set up in like a little, you know, little island setting and a little partition, you would just stand in front of her and, you know, pose for a picture so you could do a selfie or whatnot, or there's photopass photographers all throughout the race taking pictures of, you know, if you want a picture with the character or just of you running on the course. Um, So we ended up, uh, yeah, you come in through Tower of Terror, uh, yeah, in the back area over by um, Lightning McQueen and Rock and Roller Coaster, that Mm -hmm. area. You run, I guess, up, sunset boulevard and then go down hollywood boulevard towards crossroads out the front of the park and then i think we we ran around by the swan and dolphin beach club over to epcot and i'm trying to remember where we the course went i think yeah that's right we came in through the um uh international gateway and then i think we ran around over by like um uh, journey into imagination mm-hmm. and then the end of the race was out the front of the park in the parking okay. lot there so that's 6.2 miles so um you know it was a lot of fun took lots of pictures you know as the sun is rising um you know i took a photo of me at like 6 a.m in front of tower and the terror <laughs> well later in the day we ended up being at the studios around 6 p.m so of course i had to take a selfie in front of tower of terror this time with my medal <laughs> So I ended up posting a picture on Facebook. This is me at 5 a.m. This is me at 12 hours right. later. <laughs> I remember seeing so those. So that was the the, the 10K. Okay. And then the next morning was the half marathon. So, um, yeah, that was the, yeah, that was that. Saturday night, you know, just because I am a crazy person, my friend had seen that over at the House of Blues in Hollywood Studios. Uh, Slippery When Wet, the Bon Jovi cover Mm -hmm. band, was playing there at 8 o'clock at night, even though the half marathon is the next morning and I need to be awake and out the door by 3 a.m. Eh, you only live once. Let's (laughs) let's go see Bon Jovi cover bands. (laughs) So, um, FYI, I did not drink. I was like, okay, that's just a recipe for disaster. Uh, You know, I just drank lots and lots of water um and then uh yeah we had a great time the concert was fantastic it was so much fun it was i think this was my first rock concert back so it just felt just so great just letting loose rocking out you know 
I mean, who doesn't love Bon Jovi? Come there on you now. Go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, sadly, when the show ended, though, I that I had to leave. Like, the second it ended, I'm like, all right, we have to go. I got to get back to the room. I got to get ready for the race and yeah. whatnot. So then the half marathon the next morning, um, it, this time at least the monorail was available. So I was able to take the monorail. Got to my proper corral, which was corral two. Um, I knew I needed to be as far up as I possibly could because I was going to need as much time as I possibly could get. Like I said, I was so poorly trained. Mm-hmm. Being that I had had done it before, I was good, but I had never done the challenge. So I had never done the six miles the day before. Right. So um, got there, actually was one of the first people to go. Um, or actually, I should back it up. Um as I said about the whole disaster with the bus the day before, apparently this was an ongoing trend because I don't know what resort it was. I think it was the beach club. Um, but one of the buses still hadn't showed up. So they ended up postponing the race an additional 15 minutes. So the first set of runners was supposed to go out at five. They didn't actually go off until five fifteen because I don't know if it was because of construction or buses couldn't get through. I, whatever was going yeah. on. You know, the buses were uh, were late getting out. So, um, yeah, so I started the race, um, you know, taking my time, nice and slow, taking pictures, <laughs> enjoying myself. Um, nothing beats that run into the Magic Kingdom down Main Street towards the castle. It is... It is just such an emotional feeling. Like, it's just amazing. You got people on either side of you cheering for you, ringing bells and everything. It was it was yeah. great. So uh, the course for the princess, we start in Epcot. We run up World Drive, go into the Magic Kingdom. So that's about mile five-ish here in the Magic okay. Kingdom. You go around um, into Tomorrowland. It cuts around through um, Fantasyland, like over by Little Mermaid, which... Uh, this was the only character I actually did stop to take a picture with because, you know, it was Ariel. Yes. You know. Uh, so Ariel and Sebastian were out, so I got a picture with them. And then you go through the castle, and then it runs, and you cut through uh, Frontierland out the exit where the parade normally starts over by Splash mm-hmm. Mountain. And then you go in that backstage area. And then from there, it spits you out, and you're going to be headed over the road over by, like, where Grand Floridian, the Polynesian are. And at that point, that's when things start, you really start to feel it, because it's around, like, mile seven and eight. You still got a ways to go. You're starting to get tired. And at this point, the sun was out and blaring. It was really getting hot out there. Um, and being that I did take my sweet time up until this point, I think probably a little bit past the Polynesian, I hear one of the, the guards going, the balloon ladies are five minutes behind. So for those that don't know, the balloon ladies, they are three really nice, sweet, wonderful ladies that nobody ever wants to see on the Mm -hmm. course. They are the pace markers for the, I guess, for the 16 minute mile. Um, they are the end of the race. If they pass you, you're done. You're going to get okay. swept. Like I was saying before, you have X amount of time to finish the race. And if you're not at a certain point by a certain time, there are buses ready to take mm-hmm. you. And nobody ever wants that to happen. I hear that they're like five minutes behind and I just 
panic along with everybody else. So everybody's trying to run and keep up and keep it going and keep it going. Now, I'm also going to throw in here, once again, it was really hot that day. Hydrate, 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 hydrate. Every mile, there's a water stop. You can get water, you can get Powerade to keep you going. Um, the only problem is when you're drinking all that water and drinking all that Powerade, <laughs> what do you have to do? Yes. You got to make a little pit stop. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm at mile eight. I need to go. The meat ladies are five minutes behind me. If I go, I'm going to get swept. Mm-hmm. So here I am with a full bladder. <laughs> going i'm not gonna get swept i'm not gonna get swept i'm gonna keep doing this i'm gonna keep doing this as the heat's blaring down and (laughs) it was not pleasant and all along the path there were people passed out on Mm -hmm. the floor it was it was kind of scary like dehydration is no no joke absolutely no joke you have to stay hydrated when you're running you know it can get scary, but yeah, so probably about mile eight, so nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. Okay. So I still have five miles to go at this point. Um, I was just like, I don't care. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. As I'm, you know, going up the hill, I turn my head around and I see that the balloon ladies are maybe about like a hundred yards behind mm-hmm. me and following the, the balloon ladies are the guys on the bikes and you see the buses all I'm like, nope, not gonna happen, not gonna happen, not gonna happen. Like I'm gonna keep going, keep going, keep going. I gotta pee so badly. I gotta keep going, I'm gonna keep going, I gotta pee. Ah! <laughs> you know, I just kept on going and then eventually you get into like the final stretch, the final mile is in Epcot. So you come in through the parking lot, you go in uh backstage and you come out by where Journey of uh, Journey into Imagination yeah. is, and then you cut around um, you know, all the construction walls and whatnot and go out the front. So once you're inside the park, you're basically good. They're not going right. to sweep you at this point. Um, so uh, the balloon ladies did actually get in front of me. Um, they were probably about 30 seconds in mm-hmm. front of me, but I ultimately ended up completing the race. So I was so happy, so grateful. And then as soon as I got that medal, I was like, Burn the bodies! I need now! <laughs> this is... This is not a drill. I was, <laughs> oh my God, yes. And then I got to do the thrill that I had never gotten to do before at the end of the race. As soon as you get, as soon as you cross the finish line, there there are volunteers that are handing out the medals. Yep. And then if you did the challenge, there's a tent at the end that if you did the challenge, you could go in and then you get your challenge medal. And I finally got to do that and it felt so great. <laughs> so um, by that point, uh, FYI, I did check my uh, race results. As far as the half marathon goes, I was the last name on the second to last page. So I think there were 40 people slower than me in the entire 20,000 people. <laughs> so I, I did it. I'm happy. At that point, I could not walk. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Oh my God, I was hurting. So I took the bus back over to Bay Lake Tower and it was actually kind of hilarious because you just see all these women on the bus all just like when we're trying to get up and down (laughs) and then getting off the stairs on the bus was just like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And we're all kind of slowly shuffling into the the hotel. It's pretty funny. Yeah, so it was it was definitely uh, an experience, you know, happy I did it. Not sure if I'll do the challenge again next year. Of course, 
who knows, as soon as I find out what the medals are and I was like, Ooh, I like that princess. I may decide yes. differently, but so, but it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. That's my race. It story. was a lot of work. You struggled along the way, but Hey, you did it. I did it. I want to say congratulations to you. Thank you. Um, thank you. I don't think it matters where you finish. The fact that you finished to me is quite an accomplishment. Yep. I have to keep reminding myself that. Well, if, if you ever have so. a doubt, call me. I'll remind you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And then uh, later in the day was the best part is you get to walk around the parks wearing your bling. Yep. <laughs> Taking pictures in front of Cinderella's castle, show, displaying all three medals. It was great. Because you get a medal. I got a medal for the... The 10K, which was the Tiana right. medal. Um, you got a medal for the half, which was the Mulan medal. And then you got a medal for completing both those races, which was the challenge medal, which was the Moana medal. And if I had done the 5K, um, Cinderella was the princess for that race. Okay. So, but I did so. Well, and, uh, you had a busy yeah. week down there. Yep. And yep. Yep. even yep. though yep. you didn't do a lot of attractions, you still got quite a bit done. You added yep. a few new things to your belt. Yep. Every trip, I got to do something new. Um, I mean, the one thing I also did get to do, uh, you know, now that they changed extra magic evening hours to only deluxe mm-hmm. resorts, you know, being that I was staying at Bay Lake Tower and I'm a deluxe. Yeah, 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 member, yeah. Go on. <laughs> um, it was actually, for once, it was nice that we did qualify for it. I still think it's kind of a bunch of garbage. With that being said, it was kind of nice because there was hardly anybody there. Um, and what they've done is it's only certain parks, certain nights. And it worked out that it was two nights at Epcot that did the extra evening magic mm-hmm. hours. So we actually did it twice. And the first night that we did it, it's the park closed at 9, so it went to 11. We got there a little bit before 9 o'clock. We basically did the entire park in under two hours. We just didn't get to Remy because he was so far in the right. back. And by the time we got over there, um, yeah, we did We did Spaceship Earth. We did Nemo. We did Soren. We did Test Track. We did Frozen. We did Three Caballeros. And by that point, we didn't have the time to get all the way over sure. to Remy. Plus, they because we were over by Frozen, they actually blocked off World Showcase. So if you wanted to get to Remy, you couldn't go from you Mexico. You had to go all the way back France. around. You had to go through Canada to get around. That's so the long that way. That wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So you know, um, this was also before the half marathon. So I could actually walk at this point. Um, the second night we did it, which was that Monday night, um, we ended up doing Remy. And I think we did like one other ride. I don't really remember what we did. I think we did Spaceship Earth again. But Remy was like the big, big thing that we wanted to do. Um, and that one had, it was, even with extra magic hours, it was still like a half, 20 minute, mm-hmm. half hour wait. So, I mean, which is, you know, absolutely sure. reasonable. But, uh, you know, everything else, like Soren was like a complete walk on, you know. If you are staying at a deluxe resort, it I do recommend doing the evening hours because you can see a lot. And that was the only way I was able to see right. any rides. So, which is, like I said, kind of disappointing. I agree. I guess we don't have to like the way they're doing things now, but we can always hope that they're going to improve it somehow. Actually, my day at the Magic Kingdom, I'm trying to remember what I did. I don't think I did any rides. I did uh, Tiki Room. I did um, Country Bears. And I don't remember what else I did. But the line for the Haunted Mansion was like something like 90 minutes. And we all know Haunted Mansion is a super fast loading So for it to be 90 minutes, that's a long ride. 
the line was actually going down around by where the riverboat was, which I'd never even seen before. I didn't even know people could right. get down there. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, it was spring break and it was a madhouse. And it's still spring break and it's still a madhouse. Well, Jeanette, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your experience with us. Well, thanks again for having me. I always love enjoy- and yeah. enjoy doing this. And it's obvious that Run Disney is still working out kinks since they're just getting restarted, but I have faith that they'll, they'll yeah. get it all figured yeah. out. Yep. No, it's definitely been, you know, I'm just, it was just really nice to be back in an in-person race. You know, last year I did the virtual and was literally running the half dodging <laughs> snow piles. So this was yeah. nice, you know, maybe not, you know, dying of heat exhaustion, but you know, sure. <laughs> still better than the snow all right well jeanette that about does it for now uh, i hope we get to talk to you again soon absolutely all anytime. right we'll talk to you again thanks bye i want to thank you for joining us for this week's disney conversations i would also like to give a special thank you to jeanette pellegrini for sharing her princess experience with us how about you do you have an event you'd like to share what about a special memory or an experience that you had while at disney Contact me directly at DisneyConversations at Outlook.com and let's begin talking about how you can share that with others. Until next time, my friends, I hope you have a magical week and we'll meet again soon. TTFN. Thank you for joining us for this week's Disney Conversations podcast. Our tourists are the most important part of this show. If you would like to connect with us, simply email DisneyConversations at Outlook.com to join this conversation. Your tour guides, Matthew and Mindy, will be back next time for more fun and possibly more rabbit trails. We'll see you then. TTFN.